Yo, 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 yo. All right, all right. So I'm having some technical difficulties here, but today is April 16th, 2020, about 4.50 p.m. And I just spent like five minutes. I don't know what I was doing. I guess it wasn't recording. But anyways, I guess I'll just rehash everything I was talking about compress it down now instead of it being five minutes it being two minutes anyways today's episode i'm finally getting around to reviewing it comes in waves by the acacia strain and i wanted to talk a little bit about it and just talk about what i think about how it sounds what what i got from it how i feel about it what i like about it you know, things of that nature, but in doing so, I, uh, I quickly discovered myself that I could not talk about It Comes in Waves without talking about The Observer and Cold Gloom. I could not just discuss It Comes in Waves without bringing those other two songs on board and regardless of, you know, and I, I want to say perhaps even, you know, you can throw 3750 into the mix as well, but 3750 to me is an album that is not unlike It Comes in Waves and unlike The Observer in and of itself. Yeah, or Grave Room. I mean, 3750 is short in duration as what I'm talking about, but it is very different. It's a very different setup, very different, you know. It's not as. 3750 doesn't have, to me, the, the connectivity it does from one song to the next. I mean, it, it is, obviously, if you listen to 3750. You know, Car Bomb and all them songs. Those are classics. You could probably listen to them from start to finish. You know. But Car Bomb is its song all in into its own. You know. As well as, you know, Smokey Later, 3750, Brown Noise, you know, Passing the Pencil Test, which is one of my favorite songs from them of all time. So there's songs on there that are different and very drawn and ordered, different in variation from each song to the next. Um, the Observer, flash forwarding all the way up to Coma Witch. When I first, you know, and we're going to get into this, I, I have no right to talk about the occasion as if I'm a part of the band or got any insight or I know the band personally. I don't know shit about them or their personal lives too much. I do follow them around on Twitter and on Instagram and I do follow, as I follow Bleeding Through as well. I don't know what they got going on in their lives. I don't know what kind of headspace they're in. I don't know. I got no insight. I got no answers for you other than just how I feel. This is just my reaction, my opinion on it how I view it, what I offer it, things of the nature. So don't take it out of context if you're out there in podcast land and you stumble across this and you say, huh, 
I didn't think about it that way. Huh, what the fuck? He's totally wrong. Well, maybe I am. Um, but anyways, I, I get it. I like the K-Strain a lot. Like I said, I've seen them, I don't know, at least 50 times. At least. You know, and they're one of my top two bands of favorite all time. I got Bleeding Through on, a, on its nice little pedestal on they're at number one, and I've discussed it in the past, probably because of their locality to me. I've seen Bleeding Through for sure at least 75 to 100 times, and that's a for sure, because I was seeing them in every tour they went on and all the little local shows. I was seeing them about five to ten times a year for a little bit more than almost 20 years, so um, go figure. Um, but the, aside from that, you know, Decay Strain, you know, or Taz, Taz or Taz is sitting right there at number two. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, they're right there. You know, perhaps if I lived on the East Coast, maybe, or maybe even in, you know, Boston or whatever, Massachusetts that area, perhaps I would, you know, maybe I'd have a different opinion of them, I don't know, but for me, out here in Southern California, Inland Empire, you know, Los Angeles area, I mean, they're like where, where it's at for me, they do it for me, and I've, like I said, been rocking with them for, since I was young and since I was... 19, 18, 19, 20 years old in that area. I don't know exactly. I can't tell you the first day that I was like, oh shit. I, you know what? Actually, I seen them live before um, anything else. I seen them live and then I was like, bro, this band is fucking bonkers as shit. But I think they opened. I think the tour was Remembering Never. I want to say The Occasion. I want to say Perhaps Throwdown was in there. I'm not like, 100% sure of that. And Could have been Darkest Hour. It could have been Sinai Beach. I'm not Maybe I got this band. I don't know the exact tour, but that was whenever. I remember going because I was like, all right, I fuck heavy with Remembering Never. And that could, it, that could, you know what? Or maybe it could, maybe it was a life once lost. Maybe if it was a life once lost, the Acacia Strain, Darkest Hour, and like Throwdown. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But I remember that tour specifically because I was like, yo, this band, the Acacia Strain, is fucking. They're out of control. And when I mean out of control, I mean like every song, and I've stated this before, every song is a fucking, is a straight up, it's a mosh song. And on top of that, the sets they played throughout the years, I mean, it's just like 40 minutes of mosh. And that's, to me, that's what, I don't know, I like that shit, so. And I mosh in the sense that, you know, I mean, it's a fucking mosh. 
decay trade, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit different at their hometown. People, you know, just headbang more. I don't know. Here in California, they're some of the most vile shows. And, they, and they, the band has a long, good to me, a good standing track record of being on some amazing tours. Um, that, you know, some bands suffer from that. Some bands get on these absolutely dog shit tours, and I think it's to, you know, to try to broaden their fan base a little bit. And I don't feel as if the Acacia Strain ever had that time in them where they were on bullshit tours, as it were. I I seen them on, like, every tour they could come on, but I possibly could. I mean... You know, so to me, it's kind of like, you know, that's right up my alley. You know, they've brought along some great bands with them, and they've been a part of some great bands that runs as well. Anyways, steering way out of bounds there. You know, I get I get to speak on them a little bit, somewhat, and I wanted to talk about it comes in waves, because I was like, well, you know, I wanted to do the album review at some point, I've been dying to do album reviews, I did Knock Loose's album review, I believe, talked about that at some length, but I wanted to talk about It Comes in Waves, um, and review it, but I knew, I knew going into it, I couldn't talk about It Comes in Waves without talking about The Observer, number why you could you can't talk about it, I, I know it's its own entity, but I don't think you can talk about it without talking about it comes in ways into a degree, Cold Gloom, and perhaps even 3750, you know, in its own way. Uh, I think the band has come a long ways from, you know, perhaps it's Vincent has come a long way in constructing music, in constructing lyrics, and constructing, you know things for the band. I mean, I don't really know if that's even the word, constructing. Maybe it's creating. Um, but let's let's talk about Como Witch. I, I... There was a time right after Continent. Now, mind you, I listened to the Dead Walking Continent like it was stressed in the past, I've listened to those albums front to back. I don't know. I've listened to Dead Walk close to a thousand, maybe two thousand times. I don't know, somewhere in that ballpark. As a matter of fact, I was on an Acacia Stream binge, perhaps about six months ago, maybe nine months ago, where I was like, dog, like every song I was listening to, I think I listened to The Dead Walk like 30 times in a row. I just had it on for like a month straight. Like it's the only thing I listened to, as well as Continent. Continent came back into the fold, and I was like, I can't believe I stopped listening to this for some stretch of time. I was like, why is every song so fucking good? Like, but there was a time after Continent where, and I don't know why this happened to me, but it seemed like every band that was that I liked laid a, laid a goose egg at some point like it happened to a lot of bands like they were 
first album or two were great, and then like that uh, that other album came out and it was like what the hell? Like he switched it, up, he switched up the mojo and it wasn't good. So I was kind of hesitant after we got after I got 3750, the Dead Walk Continent. I was like I was a little bit hesitant that Wormwood would be this like album where it was like just gonna be bland. I was, you know, I hadn't heard any songs, you know, you know, back when Wormwood was released, the internet isn't as strong a presence as it was now in the music. The internet has completely changed music up, because now you get to listen to, like, two or three or four songs before the album even comes out, and then the album comes out, and you get to stream it, so you don't have to buy it, per se, and then you get to listen to it, you know, and make your decisions on whether or not you want to fuck with it, go see them in concert, buy a shirt, a lot of times these bands, you know, it's a commonality trend, will release an album and release like a bundle pack, and I think sometimes it has to do with, okay, they know that some of their fans are not going to fuck with them for whatever reason, and so they're going to scoop up a little bit for the album so that way, and then go do the tour, you know, and, you know, the fans that don't fuck with the album heavy, kind of like, okay, well, they'll go watch them at a show, but they won't buy that bundle pack, you know what I mean, to get the shirt, because maybe they don't like the album for whatever reason, but I think that's kind of, but I also kind of think that's kind of cool, you know, bands do that, you know, okay, we got some diehards in here, you know, it's for, it's for the fans. But as I said, there was a time after Continent where Wormwood came out, and I was like, all right. Like, I didn't know what to expect. And Wormwood, I was like, Whew. Wormwood, to me, they got better as a band. To me, sound-wise, like, the chunky, heavy riffs, you know. I don't know. To me, The Beast stands out as a song. That's always going to stand out on that record. For whatever reason. I don't know if it's the simplicity. Just maybe Jamie Jazz to be on it. You know. I don't know. Just the, the slow. Sludgy. Grudgy. Grimy. You know. You know. Everything from. Uh, yeah, they intro to the song, the slow, slimy, grudgy, you know, you got your Charles Manson, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head, uh, intro, you know, auto-tuned and slowed, and then you get the beast, it comes, so I was blown away by Wormwood, now, moving past that, I understand that members changed out, things, you know, they switched labels, death is the only mortal, happened, and I want to talk about death is the only, death is the only mortal, because I feel like that album is glazed over by the band, and I kind of feel that that is also glazed over by myself personally, but I've listened to the album, Probably a hundred times. 
And they don't play many songs off of there. Mouth of the River, you know. You know, I've seen them play Doomblade a number of times. And I'm like, okay, well, they kind of just don't go back to it. You know, and I'm like, I understand that a lot of members change. So maybe a lot of that, they change from the old band roster to now where they're the present band roster. So Death is the Only Mortal was kind of skipped over. But that led them right to Coma Witch, which is where I'm going to pick this up now. When Coma Witch happened for me, you know, I bought, I ended up buying it because I was like, shit, like, still streaming kind of sucked when Coma Witch came out. I don't know when the exact when it actually came out. I'm not, I don't have the fucking details in front of me. But this had to been about five, six years ago now. Five-ish. Six, to me, Spotify still, Apple Music still... Um, you know, the connectivity that is now Instagram, you know, Instagram Live and all that, you know, the sociality of things still, it was, it was chugging upwards. I mean, you had your friends on Facebook, you could follow your bands, YouTube was huge, but it wasn't like you could stream the album on YouTube when it dropped. You just you couldn't do it. They would put out a lyric, you know, the the mode was about four or five years ago, putting out a lyric video to a song, and then you could just watch the one song with lyrics, you know, popping up. And that's how you made your decision whether or not you were going to like the album or not. And then the album would come out, and you had to either go and buy it somewhere or, mind you, this is five, six years ago. And then, or you had to, you know, torrent it off the internet somewhere and listen to it that way. Which which was a pain in the ass. Streaming came along and revolutionized, I think, the music industry. And I was a, just got on Spotify a couple years back. Now pay my monthly subscription to Apple Music, my nine bucks, because I download and listen to more than that. I'm more than an album a month. So I, like Lorna Shore and It Comes in Waves and Things of the Nature. Just re-downloaded The Alchemy Storm by Unearth. You know, you know, to have on my phone because I've been listening to that as of late. But actually, I, I downloaded uh, The Alchemy Storm about Two weeks ago, I listened to it about five times in a row, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to really hunker down and get into this It Comes in Waves discussion and review, and that's what I've been doing. But I've been, at the same time, I've been listening to It Comes in Waves, and I'll flip back to The Observer. It's a little bit, it's about an hour's worth of time, so it's been, you know, it's very hard if you're on the road or at home to sit down and listen to an hour's worth of music straight through. No breaks, no pause. I mean, it's a lot of hours I've been putting towards this music. Um, I've listened to it, it comes in waves now. I want, I want to say about 20 times through. Uh, 20, 25 times through. And I know that's not a lot, considering that they're one of my favorite. But it's, it's a long ways to go. It's a lot of music, and I've been switching back. 
back and forth between it comes in waves and the observer. But heading into Coma Witch, uh, that was just before, that was just, just before I feel like most people started streaming things. Apple Music, I don't know if it was a thing six, five years ago. No Spotify and Pandora were, but Pandora kind of sucks. I don't know if anybody still uses it. So I ended up buying Coma Witch about a month after it came out. Um, you still couldn't convince me to pay nine bucks a month for a year to listen to like a handful of albums at that time. So I ended up buying it. I was like, okay, well, I'm only going to buy so many albums this year. You know, I ended up buying Coma Witch. And, you know, they've, they, my initial reaction was I listened to it about half the way through and I immediately had to sit down and talk to my brother. I was like, yo, the boys are back at it again. Like, the Acacia Train is absolutely fucking out of control. Like, listen to these songs. Uh, you know, Human Disaster. I showed him Human Disaster. The song I really wanted to show him was uh, Send Help. Send Help to me is It's like the top song on there. Uh, for me, it's that song is absolutely monstrous. It's a it's a monster song. It's just there's no two ways about it. It's a monster track. It's, it's everything I love about that band. It's even got guest vocals. I mean, the breakdown in there is absolutely one of the top one of my top breakdowns of all time. Uh, yeah, I think that song is just as a giant breakdown in general. But as I listened to it, like I said, I listened to the album about halfway through before I told my brother to listen to these songs. And then I finished listening to it. And I was like, I was thinking, I was like, damn, at the end, before we got, before I even got to the conserver, um, you, you hit Nailgun, you hit uh, a couple of other good tracks in there. Um, and then you get the observer, and uh, initially I thought the observer wasn't a song because you know there's like there's a moment in there where there's like a minute of like silence, and then there's you know you hear the ambient noise, background noise. So I was like, okay, so I didn't know where it was going, you know. And then the, the guitars kick in, you know. And this song has a lot to do with the word witch. You know, give your life to the witch. Coma witch. To me, it starts off, you know, the way it starts off, as to me, it kind of is almost, you almost get a very black metal feel to it. You know, and a very cradle of feel to it in the very beginning you know, like if you're, to me, like if you're floating through uh, a graveyard or, you know, some backwood swamp, witchy, you know, voodoo vibes in the beginning. And I kind of got that. I mean, not not saying that that's what the band was going for, but maybe they were just going for the sounds of night. But, you know, okay, okay, I'm getting into the song. You know, I'm getting very into the song. And then you get hit with, a very lengthy sound 
you know, your sound clip, a sound bite, or whatever you want to call it. You know, every band uses those, and I'm like, that's one of the things I look out for as well in artists. You know, sometimes the sound bites are just takes the song up and over the top, you know, as it is. And the sound bite hits in, and I've listened to that song. Now, I got to stop here and tell you, I've listened to The Observer well over 200 times. Probably in the range of three to 400 times. Mind you, I know this song is long, but sometimes I wouldn't get through the whole song all the way through. I get to certain parts. I also love playing around with that song on Snapchat because there's, you know, the song, it's, it's on a wave. It, the crescendos in it, it peaks, and then they bring it, they bring it back close to home. They hit you with different sound bites, you know. So I've listened to it roughly 300 times. Now, not obviously not completely through most of the times, but that roughly about that many times. Um, you get hit with the true crime, you know, sound bite, and I don't know. To me. The Cation has never really failed in that department of picking certain sound bites, going all the way back to Star Wars, you know, in 3750. But I think the to me the true crime one stands out simply because you know the show is true crime. It goes back to Carbarm. This is true crime. Matthew McConaughey, you know, it fits so well with the track, you know, slowed down and you get that really grudgy, you know, slimy, sludgy vibe to the way he's saying, you know, about being a person, you know. And then as, you know, he ends speaking, you know, you get hit in the head with, to me, which is almost like a march beat of a song, you know, with some siren wails into it, and that chugs on for a few minutes, you know, to me, kind of like sounding the alarms, as it were. It chugs along, and then he gets. They start breaking it back down. They bring it from that. They pull you in again. You get hit with the, you know, with some slowish guitars, a little bit more of melody in there. But then again, that also takes me back, Coma Witch, and the Observer more specifically take me all the way back to when the K String did that. Back in 3750, which is something I feel like they kind of maybe perhaps tabled or shelved. And perhaps, you know, the slowness of had evaded, you know, the band for some time. Um, and when I'm talking about the slow, I mean, you going back to, you go all the way to, let me, let me pull it up. 
Howie Howie Um, you gotta or Halicon is what I call it. I don't know. You going all the way back to then, you know, that song kind of kind of reminds got a little bit of a flow to brings bring it back all the way to the Observer from 3750. Something that kind of, but then again. Continent had a sprinkling of it as well. They're in track, but they had no words. You know, Continent, let's, let's go here, Continent. Continent has... The Behemoth, there we go. But I think it really kind of, it kind of it peaks to me in the Observer. You know, they added some, on some slow parts. And I don't know if maybe Vincent himself had shunned perhaps vocalizing on a slower song. Maybe it's not his strong suit. Maybe he just... You know, and you could you could take it to Tactical Nuke. Tactical Nuke, you know, was missing a little bit of the the flair that Holly Khan and perhaps the Behemoth had to it, even though it was a more. But uh, Tactical Nuke to me is more of a, a car bomb esque song. Anyways. To me, the observer in that part in the middle of it where the lady's talking about, you know, remember us, you know, remember how it used to be, you know, and she's just talking about how people, some people used to be and they drifted apart. Uh, that flow, to me, that flows very well with that, with the guitars in that, in that part. You know, it's more of a mellow, more of a somber vibe to the to that part in particular of the track and I kind of feel like it just flows very well you know it brings me it brought me all the way back to what I you know 3750 is you know one of the main things I liked about Decaturing, you know, those couple of initial albums, like, there's a hint, to me, there's a hint of a sprinkling of enough of, like, hey, this is everything that we are, but we're bringing it back with some new flair to it, and this is what kind of, like, The Observer is. To me, it's like, the band graduated in a sense, it, it, and like I said, the, the song slows down in the middle, but it doesn't slow to a halt. They, they add some somber vibes, and then they, as it ends, you know, again, the, the intensity of the song picks up, and lo and behold, you're 15 minutes deep, maybe 17 minutes deep, you know, into the song, and, and, I, and for me, I've listened to, like I said, I've listened to the song numerous times. At no point do I realize, like, damn it, I've already listened to 10 minutes of the song. 
Um, I get lost in the song, honestly. I'm like, I know different parts of it by heart, but I, like, I don't, I can't, my mind doesn't see it as, it sees it as a long, continuous song, but I see certain areas of the song as well, like, you know, in the song, you know, there's a, what to me is a car crash towards the end, you know, the guy being rushed to the hospital, and then they revive him, And then towards the very, very end, you know, I think he's talking about the guy dying and being judged. And who is anybody to judge you, you know? You know, and then the ends with give your life to the witch. Or actually bury me in an aimless grave. And to me, that kind of, it fits so well with that album. You know, The Observer is an album in an album. And I, I don't find that album, you know, the to me, The Observer is a phenomenal graduation of one of my favorite bands. Um, to me, it was, a, it was a monumental turning point, I think, because I, I think the band was allowed to be creative instead of just writing just pure mosh songs. And, it, and then they did it, to me, The Observer brings elements of the past to who they are and where they could go. Um, to me, it's just a giant culmination of who the band who the band is, you know, currently, and everything that they could be. You know, it's not very many times a band could turn complete heel it'd be something totally different and it'd be sort of even successful. It's very, I don't, you know, a lot of bands have tried it. A lot of bands have tried it and a lot of bands fail at it. And a lot of bands actually go back to what they were doing good and be like, okay, well, we're not going to dabble. They'll have that album where they're like, oh, well, that didn't work. You know, it was in a strong suit, even though they poured their soul into it. You know, it just isn't received well, and they go back to doing what they do best. And you know, I, that that happens. Like, I mean, I get it. I'm I'm a fan of hard music as well. Um, and sometimes that happens to me. I get elitist. I get into elitist modes. Like, you know, this shit sucks. You know, this isn't who this band is. Like, why the fuck they put this shit out? But to me, that didn't happen with the Observer. Didn't happen with Death is the Only Mortal. They kind of evolved. In in the span, of, and at the Observer, it, to me, is damn near 30 minutes. Just listened to it yesterday, like, three times in preparation for this. And I got to you know, it's... It's damn near 30 minutes. And it's, it's all one giant long track. It's meant to be listened in its entirety, through and through, and and it's a, it's a phenom it's phenomenally done. It's a it, to me, you know, it's a graduation of perhaps my taste as well as is a graduation of the case stream as well too. I mean, they obviously they're artists. They're they create they're creative, you know. 
and they created something. It's something, something that I, I really enjoyed. Um, moving on from the Observer, I said, like I said, I've, it pulls back some memories of old and memories of, you know, days ago, day long days ago. There's tie, there's subtle ties into it. You know, the Catering all has, I think, on every record had a soundbite. You know, and you know, to me, the Observer is full of them as well as full of the monumental noise that they were making, the create the creative heaviness that is the Observer. Now, moving on from that, you know, I list like I said, I went to go see them on tour during the Coma Witch Run. Um. Just a couple years ago, I think about two years ago now, they dropped Grave Bloom, and Grave Bloom is a phenomenal album as well. You see, to me, they they progressed again. They came out with Grave Bloom, and I kind and I felt and I kind of still feel they haven't done a proper tour for Grave Bloom. Um, I hope that some of those songs don't get shuffled, but shuffled out of the mix or out of the rotation. But I felt as if the band knew they struck it hot with whatever they were doing on Coma Winch and they felt like, okay, let's do this. Let's create in this fashion again. And the album is not nowhere near the same as... It's not an identical as... It's not near. I mean, it's not an identical copycat of... It's not Coma Witch 2. It's, you know, it's his own album. Um, to me, Grave Bloom, the, the title track, the album and the title track itself, is one of the more, one of the most, it, to me, it's probably the knockout song. And then I got, I got to go with Dark Harvest. Uh, my brother likes Walled City. Um, you know, there, there's just, I listen to the album again. I listen to it probably about 100 or 200 times through. I think I listened to it for about three months or four months straight when it came out. And I was like, yo, like, I couldn't, again, I couldn't find a bad song on there. You know, Worthless to me, I love Worthless as well. Worthless is kind of reminds me again. It kind of, worthless to me kind of reminds me a lot of the Observer, the way it's, you know, it's set up. Although it's an entirely different, it's an entirely different um, arena. But Cold Gloom, like I said, the end track, Cold Gloom, is to me. I think they they went for they, but they didn't go all the way through with making another like album on an album. To me, Cold Gloom is another variation of It Comes in Waves. And it's another variation that the band, I think, they created. And I think, you know, I'm just speaking, but I think the band knew that they wanted to do another Observer again. 
And I know that they're signed to Rise Records, and I know all of this. But why, you know, monetarily wise, you don't want to pump out two albums worth of work on one album and get paid only one time. I understand these things. I'm a businessman myself. And I think, like I said, mentioned earlier, Cold Gloom could have gone on, I believe, another 10 minutes. You know, and I don't think anybody would have been, you know, disappointed. I, I honestly, I feel like the eight minutes goes by, you know, and it's like, wow, like, I don't realize that a whole eight minutes went by. It's one of those kind of songs, like, not not very many bands can do that. Uh, Metallica does it, you know. And their old stuff, and their new, some of their new stuff. But the occasion, to me, like I said, I didn't. You don't realize listening to the Observer that thirty minutes gone by. Well, at least for me, and I, maybe it's because I'm a homer of the occasion, but you don't realize that. 30 minutes went by, and Cold Bloom, to me, you don't realize that 8 minutes went by, and then, you know, they released, it comes in waves, let me see when it was released, it comes out, it didn't say, it came out last year, 2019, I think it came out around Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, and... Like I said, I've been wanting to really review it, review it. Initially, I listened to it about a dozen times. And then I kind of put it to the side because just things life. But I, I, I picked it up a couple more times. Listened to it in between. Now I've listened to I've ran through it like about 20 times, you know. And, and as I am getting very acquainted with it comes in wave in with, you know, I knew, I knew after listening to it through, you know, I knew I couldn't talk about it comes in waves without talking about the observer because those, those, it comes in waves is its own album, but to me, it's meant to be listened straight through you can't i don't you know the song ebbs and flows that way like i said it's to me it's more like a roller coaster goes up and it comes down and it goes up and it comes down you know they hit you to me they it's a different variant of what they've been doing i I think they took another stab you know at like an observer-esque album where it's not entirely mosh, but there is some very prominent, you know, parts to it where I feel like just completely, I can't even think of the word, maybe mutate, mutilate, maybe they, you know, just rises to a a monstrous level and then they pull it back down, you know, the way it starts, um, I never thought I would see you again. To me, 
and it's sung by kind of like in a. I guess the part of the song is our. If you're gonna go by the, the parts of it, our, you know. It's sung to me, kind of by like children. Or perhaps women. I'm not 100% sure, you know. And then you get hit with the. The very grudgy, sludgy guitars. And and then you get just hit immediately by, like, the most ferocious, you know, rapid, rapid-fire beat you could get. You know, and then, you know, the song happens. I mean, the album kicks off. I, after listening to it, there you almost if there wasn't the little subtle point two second pause in between each of the various songs, you wouldn't. I don't really truly believe you would know that it was set up to be just played straight through. Like you know, you can obviously you can skip around in this one. Well, you can't really skip around in the Observer. The Observer is built differently than it comes in waves in the sense that on the fan end, on on my end, you know, on my Apple phone, you know, I could, to physically start, it comes in waves at, you know, at any number of points, while the observer, you have to fast forward, you have to actually physically, like an old record, like, go to, you know, a certain part, I can't narrow it down, unless I'm just listening to it straight through, it's, on the technical side, it's built differently, the Observer's built way differently than it comes in ways, but it's the same, it's the same set, it's just, it's similar in the way it's presented, you know, where it's, it's intended to listen to it at one straight pass, it's, you know, um, but if we're gonna, you know, talk about it comes in waves in that sense, I mean, I, I, in between tracks one and like four to me is like really this meat and potatoes of the nuts and bolts of this, this whole beast. Only the dead know, you know, it comes in waves. And I like that they bring, you know, everything in in a, in a giant circle because it's not. It comes in ways as mentioned a few times throughout the album, as well as, you know, our only sin was giving the names is actually a lyric in I think was or sin one of those two songs. Um, but yeah, and I, th- and I also think the band graduated again. I want to say they graduated in the sense that, to me, Vincent, again, tinkered a little bit with some old flair, but with bringing it to some new flair. I think, you know, especially vocal-wise for him, personally, you got to see a couple of different variations of the vocals, as well as bringing back 
gang vocals in some certain areas of the song. You know, they, they brought back gang vocals is something that Cage Train did, you know, off and on. I know, um, to me, the best variation of the gang vocals that they've ever done, but it's not the only time they've ever done it, was in uh, Predator Never Pray. Um, phenomenal, you know, I'll tell you everything you want to know was the gang lyric. The gang lyric in this one is, um, you know, in the observer was a bury me in a nameless grave, and in this one it's um, it comes in waves. And I think only the dead know is a little bit of gang vocals, if I'm not mistaken. I have to listen to it like another 30 or 40 times to give you the exact answers in, in like minute by minute playback, feedback. But yeah, it comes in waves as gang vocalized. And to me, like I said, that this is another graduation for them as a, as a band where they don't need to write the exact same things over and over in something that's enjoyable. I think if they were to play some of these tracks, and I think they would probably play in between some of the other songs, you know, give the crowd a slight breather, you know. But it's it's phenomenal work. It's very phenomenal. And I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I listen to it now, you know, 20 or 30 times, and what can I say? I mean, the band just graduated like they're they're on the to me they're on the cusp of something along the lines of like I think they're trying to defeat this notion that if a band puts out an album and it's very much so the case today versus what it was Back in the olden days, they pumped out a single or two for a song, for an album. And this happened to me a lot as well. You get a single or two from a band, and then you get the album thinking, okay, I'll risk buying it, you know. And then you find out that the other 10 tracks on the album, 11 tracks, 8, 9 tracks, are just trash. And you're like, fuck, this band's duped me you know big record labels they duped you they dupe you into believing like oh they put out a single that this is gonna be what you're gonna get and it's something else um and in and, and in this day and age a lot of people stream stuff but they're only streaming the top song they're only streaming you know a certain song or two, you know, the streaming things. And I think this is meant to be streamed in its entirety, which is why I think it stands out to me on the technical side of it. Like, because it's one continuous effort, in theory, you should get streams on the entire album versus streaming just 
one or two parts. Even though you can, even though you definitely can purchase like two songs off of It Comes in Waves, you know, and not download the other five. I don't know why you would do that because it, each song is interconnected with each other. And to me, they got elements of of the Observer in it. And it's got elements of Cold Loom. It's got elements of what you can even say is 3715, going back to sound bites, to some really chuggy, you know, riffs and very, you know, you got gang vocals. Um, you got sound bites. You got it all. I mean, it's it's everything that you would want in in that sort of a setting. Uh, you know, and it's phenomenal. To me, it's just phenomenal work. You know, but as I said, I, I drew the similarities and the parallels. You know, the Observer was part one. It comes in waves. Part two. You know, and maybe 1.5 is cold gloom, and maybe we'll get a 1.5 or a 2.5 on the next album that they're working on. Maybe we'll get a version three if it comes in ways. I mean, I don't. I when I go see them live, yeah, I want to mosh my head off, but I don't mind them putting out. You know, it comes in waves either. I mean, that's something I want to listen to. You know, to me, that's more of like a hobby music where you're sitting down, you're listening to it while you're doing some artwork. Maybe you're chilling, drinking in your garage, or maybe you're on a, you know, on a hike or doing some yard work, you know, and you just don't feel like listening to just one song, one hype song, you know. I think we're all overhyped on just hyping up just one or two songs from bands. It's time for bands, that, you know, to produce really good shit like DK Strain. Rip makes some really good heavy shit music, you know. And I think it's more of like if you wanted to tap into some sort of creative outlet for yourself, you wanted to work on a project with your friend, you have that just, you know, 30 minutes of music, you know, nonstop in your ear just circling through, you know, hope you pass the time in that sense, um, you know, help you, just help you in that sense, you know, help, not help you pass time if you're bored, but, yeah, I gotta say, if you haven't listened, it comes in waves, um, and you want to know my thoughts on it, you know, listen to it, it comes in waves, but also listen to The Observer and Koglin, those three, you know, bodies of work are, to me, very similar to each other. They perhaps intertwine. Um, and yeah, those are my thoughts. I mean, it's two thumbs up from one of my favorite bands. You know, it's my album review. Coming up on the next episodes, you know, hopefully I'll finish watching the show called Containment. Maybe some movie reviews. Uh, maybe I'll finish my ha- my Hero Academia. Maybe I'll finish my fucking yard work in the backyard. It's almost done. Maybe. I'll Dude, who knows what in this coronavirus life that we're living now. Um, but that's it for this one. I said, check out The Observer. Start with The Observer. Hop over to Kogum. And then listen to it comes in waves. To whoever's out there listening. I mean, those are my thoughts on it. 
get her done. Those are where it's at. You know, some great heavy shit. Some really good fucking heavy tunes. Great fucking music, man. Alright, I'm out. I'll catch you guys later.